Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm speaking with Brandon Pitcher. He's with Hemp Circle Industries. Brandon, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Yeah, thanks, Coach. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. And Brandon, can you give us a little background on yourself, what you did before hemp, and then how you got into hemp? Before I started Hemp Circle Industries uh, a couple years ago, um, when hemp started getting legalized around the United States, uh, I was really heavily involved in sustainability and what's really called zero emissions. Uh, and uh, I got to travel the world a couple times, been to over 40 countries researching projects and looking at different, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, technologies around the world that um, have, have been applied for sustainability. And, and, and I kept coming back to to hemp, you know, everywhere I went to was, you know, hemp was one of the best inputs for, for industrial purposes. Um, and, and just kept wondering why we couldn't do that in the United States. And then now that when they legalized it, it, I jumped on the opportunity to be able to work with the plant. So what year was that that you jumped in? Probably in Indiana when I was, when they started, I was in Indiana at the time. And the first year they allowed it to grow. Um, we, and we worked with uh, the Indiana Hemp Industries Association and Purdue University and several other groups to, to start the first pilot project there. I believe that would have been early 2015. Okay. You know? Um, and, and then, and then I moved out to, uh, Colorado, uh, probably about a year ago, um, and started a farm. Uh, in Laporte, Colorado, and got uh, USDA, you know, organic certification um, on on our hemp farm there this summer, and and we produced a little over a little over 1,200 pounds of of high quality CBD flour there this year. Okay, and how many acres uh, did you plant? Just over one. Okay, all right. You know, so I did. We didn't do a whole lot this year. Uh, next year we'll do. More like, uh, you know, five to eight acres. I'm not like, not to looking to do a lot. Um, uh, the kind of the farm that we are working with, uh, is really more of an R&D type of farm, um, to develop new genetics and, uh, you know, new breed, you know, new varieties to, 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 to bring to market here in the next uh, couple of years. So let's talk about uh, 2016 last year. Can you go over some of your highlights that you had with uh, Hemp Circle Industries or something new coming about? We had quite a few, you know, opportunities in 2016 that we took advantage of uh, that, that that went out pretty well. Um, you know, from the farming to to some other unique opportunities that just present itself more in the later half of 2016, uh, where we created a new company, a partnership with uh, Real Hemp and the Stevia Corporation, where where we uh, put a fund together to invest in. Uh, and support the industry and development going forward. And uh, one of the first and you know projects that we've taken on is uh, an old uh, our research and development company that's uh, 30 34 years old called Eltron Research and Development, the 26,000 square foot uh, Boulder, uh, facility in Boulder. And um, we're now you know kind of retrofitting that to to work with hemp. And um, you know it has 
you know, lots and lots of equipment and lots and lots of uh, intelligence and, and, and brain power behind lots of PhDs and master's degrees and, and lots of analytical equipment and years of uh, unique material science that I think we will be able to accelerate some, some innovation in, in this space. So now you're going to be doing this for your own company or offering this to the industry? Um, both. We, we will be utilizing the facilities, you know, internally for, for companies and, and products that we want to create. But we're also, with this fund, um, helping um, companies that, that, that we, we come work with us. Uh, we can provide, you know, R&D and support services um, at a very high level and, 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 and um, you know, all, you know work with uh, other companies to help them as well. Um, and, and so we're not just doing it for ourselves, but we will offer you know, these types of services to the whole industry. Or like a consulting service, you might say? Kind of. You know, I, I hate saying consulting because yeah. we're actually will be doing the work, you know. So, okay. Um, you know, because we, we, we have, you know, the, the, the scientists and the, and the capabilities uh, to, to do, the, do the actual research and, and write to, to help them get their IP and protection and patents and all that kind of stuff uh, around, around the work that we're, we're trying to accomplish. So I know all around the country, uh, in every state, once a law is passed, the universities get involved in doing research, similar to what you're doing. Am I correct? Uh, yes, but be, we're probably going to potentially be a little more accelerated because we're private, you know, um, and we have we can do some things, you know, on our own um, that maybe universities are, aren't, won't do, and we have, mm-hmm. you know, different different access to, to some funding channels maybe too as well. And so what are some of the first things you're going to be or that you have done uh, with that uh, group already? Um, we have two or three companies in there uh, uh, quite, you know, um, right now working on different things from, you know, say uh, the water solubility of different cannabinoids utilizing, uh, you know, novel, you know, um, um, you know, approaches similar to uh, cancer drugs um, and to, to all, uh, new ways of, um, purifying, you know, oils, uh, maybe that are dirty. Um, we're looking at technologies that can identify and remove pesticides and heavy metals from, from oils and different things like that. Um, and, and so those, those are things that are going on currently at the lab. Okay. Uh, another, another great product that I will like to, to mention is, sure. is, is a biocide that, that has been created there called parasitic acid. Um, have a machine to create a, a new way to create parasitic acid. It's a well-known chemical, but but we're we're getting approved now to spray it on the plant while the plant's still alive as a biocide to kill powdery mildew, you know, mites and, and different bacterias, and molds, and leaving no no residue on the plant afterwards. So so no constant when you concentrate it or make the oils, you're not getting any any negative side effects. Now, would that be considered organic? Yes. Okay. You can get it certified organic, and um, you know that 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 can be done. All right. That is a big big plus, I think, for everybody, especially in this industry. So, what else have you guys been working on? Um, we're we're we're, we're working on different with different companies, you know, throughout the you know the supply chain that we're trying to support. So, um, whether it could be people who might need HR and accounting services, we're setting that up to to help provide them, and you know, to to um, you know, even some of the companies will support the, that will collect the waste. You know, so if you have a lot of biomass uh, currently that's not being utilized in a proper way or in a very large industrial way in the United States, so mm-hmm. a lot of these farmers are just sitting on on their biomass. Well, we have a, a company that would come and collect that for them, and, and we can utilize that and create 
you know, some value-added products with that, with that, that some people aren't really thinking about with hemp currently. So let's talk, talk a little bit about the investment opportunities and what you're looking for, because most people are looking for money. So how do you fit into that picture? Well, you know, we are kind of setting up to, 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 to create some of an incubator space around, around science and technology. And if, if companies fit within the parameters, you know, we were very interested in talking with them, um, you know, about what, what, what are out, what opportunities are available. And, and, you know, and, and so, um, kind of we have, we don't just want to give people money, uh, you know, right. we, okay. we also want to provide, serve, you know, some expertise and knowledge and, and we have a, a global network uh, of people who can, who can, I think, you know, help move the industry to the next level. Now that you've laid the work, is there anything else you've done in uh, 2016 you want to talk about? We did a lot of consulting in 2016 and you know, a lot of educational work. I think that's still one of the most important things that needs to be done is, is get the education out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I also I believe that the hemp industry needs to kind of move out of just talking about hemp and start getting out and, and going to every conference about getting into the supply chains of all industries. You know, um, and instead and instead of staying so isolated to just you know focus on 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 the hemp side of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's time for for us to to, to kind of start running. You know, um, and, and and getting um, a little a lot more sophisticated if we're if we're going to really develop an industry in the United States. Yeah. I agree with you there. All righty. So uh, let me ask you a question here. We're in 2017. What's your plans? Where do you? What's your targets? What are you doing with Hemp Circle Industries? Yeah. Well, our new company really. My my focus is is, is switching kind of from Hemp Circle Industries to the new new company we've created called Blue Circle Development. And that's the, the partnership with Real Hemp, uh, Eltron, the, the lab, um, in Boulder and, and, uh, a few other companies that, that we're, we're partnering with and kind of building this, this, you know, a network of companies that are much bigger than, than one company or one person mm-hmm. to, 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 to accelerate, you know, innovation and, and maybe, you know, commercialization of some of the technologies that, that we're working with. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's one of the things we're doing. Uh, another one I've, I just took, I'm taking over, uh, uh, a small uh, a greenhouse um, and, and some land to, to again uh, focus on the R and D. So we'll 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 push the the you know the genetic research and development a lot more for 2017 and start figuring out how to stabilize certain genetics that we have access to mm-hmm. and hopefully come up with something that we might be able to certify or or, or guarantee you know the, the 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 you know the variety that we would be providing in a seed form. Okay, providing people seed. Nobody had any any clue what they were getting in most cases. Right, right. That's a big problem. A big yeah. problem. And and then and then a lot of the, the actual certified seed that is out there really doesn't work for us here in certain climates in the United States. Yeah. And you know, so we really we really need to open up to, to genetic development for to for the, to work properly in this country. Yeah, I saw that in Virginia as well as Tennessee and Kentucky, especially in Kentucky. I spent a few weeks on the farms helping them harvest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you know, not, there's a lot of factors with them. Not all of it's created equal, you know. So. so since you're involved in a lot of different aspects of hemp, what segment of the hemp industry do you get most excited about that has the most potential right now? Well, I mean, you know, the, the medicinal aspects, you know, are always, you know, are going to always be at the top just because you want, you want humanity to be healthy. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I think that's definitely always going to be one. But but you know the the research now and I think is getting is really where I'm starting to get excited when we have the capabilities to do some really high level research that hasn't been done before and 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 uh, prove some of these technologies and, and these theories and things that we've 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 had for a long time and then start to create you know some new products that we can bring to the market that can develop ways to to get hemp into the U.S. supply chains. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about the building industry and hemp Mm -hmm. herd and hemp houses. And I've I've been through a few of them in Colorado and also in uh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are talking about it, but not as much as the CBD. And what's your feeling about the building industry? Well, I love it. Uh, my, my background also is, I mean, from Indiana, I have real estate development, so I'm okay. a lot of construction background. Um, but, but one of the companies I'm an advisor for as well is called Just Biofiber. Okay. Um, and they're in, they're in Canada and they have a hempcrete block that's kind of like a Lego stacking system. Ah. Um, it's very unique. It's very cool. And they've got, you know, approvals, international building code approvals and a lot of other, you know, they've done a lot of groundwork mm-hmm. and they're bringing the product to market here soon. So, you know, that's something that, that I believe has a lot of potential. Again, it just it requires a lot of education and, and in any business that requires a lot of education requires, you know, a lot of capital up front and, and a lot of risk because, you know, you never know if people can will catch the, the message that you're trying to promote. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's hard to, to to convince a lot of people of that. And there's a lot of the hempcrete that I've seen people do where it's a, you know, where it's a liquid and 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 they, you know they they have you know, they have, they get a bunch of people to pay to come learn how to put hempcrete up and all that stuff is is cool. But those are all one offs. So it's going to be hard to get scale that up and you know really commercialize that. So, but I like the technology, like just biofiber and things like that. I do believe have opportunities mm-hmm. to really you know change the way we start building. I mean, but but you gotta we gotta think differently in this country. You know, we 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 build buildings currently to barely last the life of a mortgage. You know, um, and when you build with hempcrete, you're building something that you'll pass on to the next generation, and the next generation can pass that on as well. So you'd be you know you're, you're adding your wealth is being developed over generations when we start to to use things like this because they'll be stronger in a hundred years than it is the day we build it. Uh-huh. Like this, just biofiber product. That's awesome. Yeah, I never never heard it explained that way, but it makes makes a lot of sense. But one of my big dreams is to have a tiny hemp house in in Colorado there, and I have a few places in in Kentucky and Tennessee also available. So we're going to see where where the first one will be for me. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And I think uh, there's a guy. I think you probably know him, John Patterson. Oh right? yeah, he's, yeah. I've been to he's... I've been to his workshop. Yeah, we met with him recently to to talk about maybe doing a tiny hemp, you know, house uh, on our oh. farm somewhere. So. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. John is well versed in that, and he's really passionate about the hemp and getting this thing going. So yeah, you picked a good good man there. Cool. So what else do you have your your mind set on for 2017? What's your biggest challenge? Well, I'm 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 starting to look more internationally. I think you know. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, where a lot of the stuff will start going as other, other nations come online. You know, um, Thailand just has started is going to allow hemp growing. You know, um, you know, South America's got plenty of opportunities. You know, so I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm starting to look around and see where, where there's other potential to, to go and, and, and add value. You know, mm-hmm. not just, not just here if possible. That's awesome. 
Any last things you want to talk about? You know, we're you know always willing to to, to listen to people's opportunities and you know and and see if we can can help or add value in, in, in what's going on. And mm-hmm. That would you know always be a big help if we can get the word out there that you know we want to collaborate with people. Brandon, how would you sum this up in one sentence about the hemp industry and 2017? Well, I would say now is, is, is going to be one of the bigger years to, to lay the foundation, you know, for what you're, you're trying to get accomplished. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, it would be, you know, just wise for people to get, just get, get prepared and build partnerships and build your relationships out there to, to, to withstand the changes that are coming in this industry. And uh, I mean, I, I think 2017 is going to be a pivotal year for, for companies, whether it's mergers and acquisitions or, or you survive or you don't, you know, I mean, it's going to be a, be a, be a very interesting, I think, you think year, ah, especially yes. with the new administration and all that. Yes, not knowing right now what's going to be happening. Here's the one thing I would say is I wish okay. Congress and people would get up and make a difference and change the law. You know, they just need to deschedule hemp. You know, that's probably the most important message that needs to get out there now is not yeah. reschedule. They need to deschedule hemp, get it out of there and, and allow us to really put it to, to work in this country. I agree with you. So I want to thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution podcast here with me today. It's great having you, Brandon. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate uh, the opportunity again. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us, and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHempRevolution. Revolution.